Okay. <laughs> Welcome everyone. More, more quarters than people, but um, <clears throat> Pashas Turuma. We're gonna go this week, Bezushem, heavy on the Madrashim. The Pasik says at the beginning of the parasha, Vosuli Migdosh Vishakhanti Bisoicha. They should make for me a Migdosh and I will dwell amongst them. So there's a it's a, a very well-known drasha, but it's not as well-known where it comes from. It's a Medrash Talpiyais. The Medrash Talpiyais says that It should say I will dwell within it. Again, in the Pashib Shad, it means by being in the, in the Mishkan, Hashem will dwell amongst Israel. But the Medrash Talpiyais darshans the word, and it says that the Iker... Yeshiva Sashchina is supposed to be within each individual in Christ. So then the question is, how come it's not that way? Why is it instead in the Mishkan? So, so there are those of the Rishonim who say that Kaidem Hachet, before the Chet of the Ego, there would not have been a Tzivoy to build a Mishkan. Um, because the time would have been so, that each person, each home would have been a Mishkan. And Hashem would have been taka v'shoi chandi b'shoi cham shmoi kenhu, and and it's only because Klai Yisrael fell from that level that they couldn't stand to the kedusha of having Hashem dwell within each time the shechina mamish be in, within each time of Klai Yisrael. Only Moshe was on that level, and the Meila it had to be in a miyuchedika place. That's what some of the Rishonim said. Other Rishonim don't feel that that's acceptable. Most specifically because the Torah goes out of its way to write the Mishkan. Before, before the ego, and if you hold like that shot, that the Mishkan is only now. It's true. That Rashi says and that the tziva for sure was afterwards. But by the Torah writing it before, and then you say, but the essence is that the whole thing would have only been afterwards. That's mamish. Uh, that's very strange. And the Torah is mamish writing it the opposite of the way it needs to be. So there's a gra. The gra says a very interesting pshat. He says like this. He says, about the Iker Yeshiva Sashchino is supposed to be within each individual person. But the problem is, when you do it that way, it lends itself to a tremendous amount of period and cholesterol. If every person, in his specific way, because that's how we are, each person is different, and every person has a unique relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if each person is a Mishkan, and each home is a mishkan, so there's a tremendous focus on each person's individual uh, unit, and, it, and because it's different amongst all the people in Klai so and it has the shtemple, each one has the shtemple of, God is with me, so then it, it lends itself to a tremendous amount of fear. Every person says, I don't need to learn anything from you, I don't need to be joined together with you, I'm a mishkan. I'm, I have a hashroz hashchim on me. What more can a person want? Obviously, my way is wonderful. My way is perfect. There must be something wrong with your way. And I, he has hashroz hashchim too. Yeah, good kasha. But that's not, it hasn't ever stopped my flakis from happening. The fact that both people are very great. Um, certainly not amongst everyone else who follows them. And the male, it could lead to a tremendous amount of period. Separation class. Zot the girl. What's the solution to that problem? How do we avoid the problem of every person in Kleinsville feeling that he is different than everyone else. Because that's the reality, is that we are different than everyone else. 
So how do you avoid that becoming an issue? How do we have individuals who somehow are going to blend together into a tzibur? So he says the key is hisnadus. If they all are misnadev to build a mishkan together, so that will solve the problem. Now the girl doesn't clearly explain how that works. So I want to say as follows. There's a very famous, I think it's the most famous idea in the Mechamalyo from Dessler, and that is that contrary to what is commonly understood in the world, that a person gives to those to whom they love, that's what says the opposite is true. That we love those to whom we give. And it's not just those to whom we give. It's not only to people that we give to. Anything that we give to, we begin to love. But that's what brings down in his shtickle there. He brings down a, a poignant misa, which uh, seems pretty clear. It matches up with the, his, the, the story of his life. And it's only them say that, that that was how he would speak. That when he said stories about himself, he wouldn't necessarily say that they're about him. But he says over in Maisa, he writes in the Sefer, that there was a, a mishpacha who had a, a son, uh, one son, who was extremely dear to them. And then World War II broke out, and the family got separated. The wife was in one place, and the husband was someplace else. And the son was with the husband. And for a number of years, they were separated. The, the son and the mother were separated from each other. After... After many years, Baruch Hashem, they both survived the war, and they were able to reunite. It was obviously tremendously emotional, but they found that the relationship that the father had with the son was much deeper than the relationship the mother had with the son. And his interpretation of that is because, as he says, the thousand small acts of kindness that are normally bestowed by a mother on the child the acts of giving and giving and giving were instead being given in this case by the father. And he says, you just can't make that up. You would have expected it to be the opposite. The father who has the son sort of takes it for granted. And the mother who's been spent four years or five years longing for a son would have a much deeper sense of love. That's if love came from love and then you gave to those to whom you love. But if we understand that loving comes from giving and that when you sacrifice for something and for someone, you begin to love them so then you understand that the father who was sacrificed more and gave more for his son created and developed a deeper love for his son than the mother did. And this explains that the psychological mechanism by which that works is, he says that when you give to something, you pour your care and sweat and toil and reputation and self-esteem into something, you begin to self-identify with that thing. It becomes my fill in the blank. It's my chair. It's my share. It's the thing that I gave towards. And the natural self-love that exists, which doesn't need to be generated from everything, we all just love ourselves, now extends onto this other item because it has entered the sphere of what you consider to be me. And therefore, a person feels love for that thing. So, if a person takes his money, and he uses that, or his time, or his effort, or his talents, and he uses that to build a mishkan. So then the mishkan becomes a part of his self-identity. It's my mishkan. And when everyone is giving, 
and all the money gets pooled together. You can't identify a specific part of the Mishkan that came from you, the part that came from him. So then it can become, that's our Mishkan. And because you can't point to a specific part, you know that it was built with everyone's money, including your own. So the fact that you sacrificed for it, the fact that you gave for it, the fact that you cared about it, creates that self-identity. And the fact that it's blending together with everyone creates a blending of self-identities and it becomes our thing. And it becomes something that we all worked on together and we were all able to produce this final product and that brings us together as a cohesive unit. Um, you know, I, I, I worked together with uh, someone at Refrunloch. He has a side business. Uh, um, it's called Team Corp. And he does corporate team uh, building, the team, team, whatever, whatever you call it, uh, um, uh, corporate culture. And the, the, a major zach of the way they do it, what they're trying to do is to get everyone to be working together at the same goal. How do you achieve that? You give everyone a goal, and they all work together towards that goal. And if you can create the right environment where there's a hyper focus on the goal, so people shed their need for self-aggrandizement and the various titles that they have, and everyone becomes very focused on the goal. And when you produce the goal together at the end, and you achieve the success of having produced the goal, there's a euphoric sense of having achieved, but you know that it was dependent upon many other people. And you know you did it together, and it forges a connection. That possibly very silly final result, but it's not the result really, it's the effort that went into it together. It's the love that was devoted, that developed from the effort that was put in, which is done as a group. So then it creates a a cohesiveness and a love amongst the group. Ankan, the Groa, and Avdasta. I believe... It's a very important caveat on this, is that it's only if the focus at the time of the giving is on the final product. There's a stira that we find in Shaloy Lishma. On one hand, Chazal tells us, the oilam yasek adam b'terim, it's a Shaloy Lishma, shabtak Shaloy Lishma, bolishma. Do it for ulterior motives because it will eventually come to be good. And the way the the Sharm says it, the way Chinuch says it, is Fake it till you make it. The things you do become who you are. And if you do something long enough, that becomes who you are. The, the Chinuch's expression of it is extreme. He says, He's a complete Russian. Has all his thoughts are bad the whole day, and he's forced Gzeres Hamelach to do uh, the right things. So eventually, this hapek l'tzadik, l'tzadik, I think tzadik is the lashon. From having done those right things. On the other hand, we find, uh, I think a very common phenomenon, and, and as, as parents and educators, everyone knows it, if you force kids to do things that they don't want to do, so there's very often, almost always in fact, a very strong kickback. And as long as you can force them to do it, they'll do it. But as soon as you let off the pressure, there's a complete rejection of it. And they, become, they begin to despise the thing that they're being made to do. And to the extent that even, they become irrational about it. And they won't do it even when they would really want to do it. Because there's so much trauma associated with it because of the way they were forced to do it. 
So, does it work or doesn't it work? Chazal is telling us it does work. And there's cases where we certainly do see it works. And yet, I mean, the whole incentive system in every yeshiva is built on that concept. We'll give the kids incentives to do things and they'll become more good in it and then they'll eventually blossom into doing it for the right reasons. And then we, it works. The system is filled with people for whom it works. But we certainly know that people are forced to do things and it doesn't work. So what's the rule? When does it work and when doesn't it work? So Dessler says that it's important to look at the Lashayna, the Lashon Chazal, is mitoich shaloy lishma balashma. From within the shaloy lishma will grow out the lishma. He says it has to be that from the beginning the lishma was there. That means the person wanted to achieve the lishma. It's something that they value, as a value, they hold of it. They're just too weak, their motivation is not strong enough to do it, to overcome what they need. So they use Shaloi Lishma to get them to do the thing that they really feel that they want to do. In that case, where a person is not antagonistic towards it, they're either positive or even better if they actually want it to happen, but they can't get themselves to do it. So you give them an outside incentive, and now that push them to do the thing they want. There we can expect that Mitoich the Shaloi Lishma will grow out Lishma. When a person does not want to be doing the final result, they only want the ulterior motive that over time they become more and more resentful of the fact that in order to achieve that which they want, they have to go through all this sort of stuff. Right? And if a guy is, uh, you know, he wants to get covered from someone, so he's comforting the person in order to get covered from him. He begins to despise the guy who has to keep comforting in order to get what he needs. Right? Because he doesn't want to respect him. If you wanted to respect, let's say, you want to respect the wrong. But you don't, you don't, you don't, you just don't know wrong. You don't have any reason to, to respect him yet. So what do you do? You make up habit. Every single week, no matter what, you're going to say over something, B'Shem Dorov. And you're going to tell the Dorov, say, oh, if you do that, you'll end up holding the Dorov tremendously. Right? But if a person uh, doesn't like Dorov, and his wife tells him, how come you never say anything whether our kids are going to grow up not liking Dorov? You have to say over something every week. So he says, fine. Mm. The Rav said something this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't really understand. And you, so you begin to despise the Rav. Oh, crazy. I have to say over something this person every single day. And it's not going to become the other way. Usually. Usually not. In our case as well, if a person gives to the Mishkan because they want to produce the end result, a Mishkan for HaKadosh Baruch a place for Hashem to put a Shekhinah, then when they attempt to do it, and you help them do it, so that creates a bond of us both trying to achieve something. But if the entire purpose of my trying to build the Mishkan was not to produce the Mishkan, it was to try to give out covenant for myself, I made the Mishkan, then you getting in the way still annoys me. And other of it creates a much greater sense of period. You're stepping in my sphere, you're, you're, you're crowding my area of greatness. It has to be that when the person gives towards this final goal, it's with the understanding that the focus is in on the end. There's a vart that goes with this from the Kliyakar, Ayin Shom, because I'm going to say the Kitzur, it's at the beginning of the parasha this week. He goes through, there's a lot of steroids in, in this ear of parasha, as Rashi calls it, how many times there were, there were davos given towards the Beis HaMikdash. He points out that Let's say, the one that I'm going to focus on here, he says that the one, the Adonim, 
which are the foundation upon which the entirety of the Mishkan is built, came from the Maksa Shekel, which is given Bishova by each person. Because when, when people are each giving what they feel they can give, so then that already, this self, the, self, the self-aggrandizement, I think I'm saying that word wrong, but the self-greatness that a person feels, I gave, see how much I gave? Even if you give a very little, but it's very hard for me to give, and I gave, then it becomes about you. And at that point, a mishkan can be built on that foundation. When everyone has to give the same amount. So why am I, I'm not giving it because it makes me feel good to give. I'm giving an amount that I can give. I'm giving because it builds the Beis HaMikdash. Because it builds the Mishkan. And when a person gives like that, with that end, with the end result in sight, so then that becomes, oh, that's the foundation the Mishkan has to be built on. Because that's the thing that's really meant to do, is to bring everyone together and to become the Mishkan that unites instead of the Mishkan that creates period, which is what it would be otherwise. Uh, Agabdik, just uh, one topic, I mentioned in the Bachram Shed, these two different terms, but they're very worth hearing. Adonim comes to Adon. The master. The Adon is sitting, <laughs> it's not master, he's sitting there underneath with the courage sitting on top of him, squishing him. He, his whole purpose is to hold the courage in place. So what that master is that? But we see the Torah's sense of values. The Torah's values are that when you devote yourself to other people, then you're the, that makes you the Adam Chashev. And you don't become bottle because look, you're only here for other people. Adrab, that's the Chashivas that the Torah gives. Is when a person lives for other people and is there for other people and is willing to support other people on his back then you're the real master. Similarly, same, same idea, same part. Probably this we said last year, I believe, that the Avne Meluim, the stone is called Meluim stone. They fill up the setting. That's backwards. The setting is built to the size of the stone. The, the setting is there to hold the stone. How do you call that? The, the whole thing makes no sense. Uh, then the Mashal we give, right? A girl comes with her engagement ring. She says, look how pretty it is. The stone marriage fills up the setting beautifully. <laughs> no. You pick your stone as big as you can get it, and then you put a setting to fit the stone. But the Torah is saying, I have two people in the relationship here. The rock, which is the way it is, and the setting, which is making itself fit around. The Torah says, I, when I view it, the ikr here is the setting. The ikr is the one who's willing to, to, to flex. And the other one, he's the tuffel. He's just there to give, to give you something to work on. A way to work on yourself. But the ikr in that relationship is the person who's working on himself and making himself fit the other. L'chayra. We don't have a mishkan. But a community, especially a cohesive community like the one we're zayfed to be a part of, is the opportunity to take pirud and turn it into yachlis. To, to have everyone come together instead of being apart by taking, by caring about the community, by caring about the shul, by caring about the shurim and the shul, by caring about the community as a whole, and by investing their efforts and wants and desires and their COVID into, into the shul. But it's only going to work, and it's only going to create achtos if the end result is the focus. If the focus is on that the community should go well, that the tzibur should be a good tzibur, as soon as it becomes about the person himself, and that, look, I have this talent that I want to be able to use it within the shul, that's when Machlaikah starts. Right? When a pers- if a person is, 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 wants to daven for the Amid because he feels that he can enhance the tzibur as daven, and the tzibur tells him, but we want someone else. 
So then, if it's real, again, this is a madriga, it's not a normal, it's extremely difficult to do, I'm just saying as the, as the idea, for the person to say, okay, so if that's what the tzibur holds, is going to be, that, that was my whole kavana, is that the tzibur should be inspired, if they're inspired by this guy, give out it. When it's about, no, because I like the down for the almond, I'm, I'm excellent at the down for the almond, it's about me, so then, obviously, that would be extremely hurtful, and it would create a tremendous amount of machlaikis, if that would be said. Now, again, when it comes to the Ryan and Zach, and there's other, there's other um, the things, because you're not supposed to give that up if you have it, whatever, but I'm not talking about the, nothing, I'm not talking practical, I'm using it as an example of, you know, uh, if anyone holds that the stories by Elvis Abadam would be better done by someone else, I'm telling you today, I will step aside and let someone else say the stories, because the MS is, the MS is, that's how it has to be, you have to do it, not because you like doing it, as much as I like listening to my own stories, and I think I listen to them more than anyone else. I play them in my car. I'm all with just me. I, I laugh. But, and they're good, good Mishalom too. But it has to be about the Tzibur. This is the Ershtavar. Another nice, uh, interesting, I always like something a little different. Um, there's a Machalik as we showing him, right? And by the, by the Mishkan, so it was clear that the Tzibur was that we were supposed to build it. By the there's a machloikis rishonim. Who is going to build by a shlishi? Rashi and Toisvis both hold that it's going to come down minashemayim beish. Right, many guys from the Gemara like that. They feel it's going to come down minashemayim. The Rambam, others say that it's going clearly say that it's going to be built by Mashiach, by that's one of his jobs, and by people. It's going to be built by people. So. Um, Asover, Usherwise, he says he wants to be toiled the machloikis, to not make it a machloikis, but that there's two possibilities. We, there's a stira in Chazah and Psukim, it says about the, the it's, in a, it's not in Psukim, it's in the same Pasuk, it says, Mashiach will come, be itoyachishadah. In this part of time, I will hurry it to come. So, because I'll ask, what does that mean? Is it be itoy or is it achishadah? Is it going to come when it's supposed to come or is it going to be hurry? So they say, im zacha, so then it will be. So he wants to say, normally the way people, they, that, that's not his Kiddush, that that's what this Machlokish should be telling him, but normally people, when they say it, they say, if it will be Be'itah, because we're Lo'izachu, so then we're going to have to build it ourselves. But if it will be Achishana, if Hashem says, Yuzoyich to it, so then Hashem will build it and send it down and fire. He says that Fakhem. He says that if it's Be'itah, so that means it's on Hashem's time scale. It's Hashem doing it, so Hashem will send it down. Built, now is the time, and send it down. He says, in Zohu, if we have the schusim, so we will build it like you remember from when you were in kindergarten, with mitzvah breaks. That our maizim, instead of it being coming from Hashem, because we're not Zohu, and He's, so, so to speak, going to produce the bricks, it will be like in Mitzrayim, when we didn't even have the straw, but with mitzvahs. Our schusim, our want, our desires, each mitzvah that we've done will crystallize into a physical form. And each person will be able to say, that's my brick, and I made that, and I made that, oh, oh, and that's mine. And each, we will have built the Mishnah. You could use it for a lot of other things. While we're on the topic of the Yitzhak 
since a vast majority, maybe everyone in this year, I don't know about in podcast land, but here, um, is involved in Mesechta's Tainus. So the, there's a stira, a kasha like this. The halacha is, the halacha is, as it's brought down, it's brought in, in Joshim, the Gemara says that it's Bachlikis, I think it's Rebbe Lozer and Yeshua, if Betishrei, we're going to be in Negalu, or in Nisan Negalu. But those are the two options, Nisan and Tishrei. Fract the crazy, that's crazy place in Vyazavshitz on Yordaya, he says, I have two Gemaras that seem to say otherwise. The Gemara in Taina says that Kohanim, if they don't know when they knew that they were part of a Mishnah, but they don't know which Mishnah they're part of, so they're either never allowed to drink wine, or they're allowed to drink wine only now because the Gzer Dabon is away, but basically it was the Gzer Dabonan that they're not allowed to drink wine because the Mehera Yavayam Mikdash. At any time, Bezanish could be built, and they may be called upon to do it. Okay, the Gemara comes out. Even if you know, you don't know, even if you know your Mishmar, you said, Behuda, you still would not be allowed to. The crazy, what are you talking about? It's, if it's not Tishrei and it's not Nisan, the Meshach's not coming. So you should be, at any time, it's not Tishrei and Nisan, the Kaan should be allowed to drink one. He says, even maybe, maybe Starker, the Gemara says, that if a person says, I will be a Nazir on the day that, starting from the morning of the day that Mashiach comes. Shabbat ben David, Yom Shabbat ben David. So then he's a Nazir every day of his life. He has to be a Nazir every day of his life because at any day Mashiach can come. That's where the it's on that din that the crazy asked the Kasha. And he says, What are you saying? It's either Tishrei and Nisan. So he says, The Tishrei and Nisan, that's if it's Pi'ita. But there's always the possibility of Achishan that it will come early. And in that case, it could be at any time. If we always like it's Hayyayim in Masayisay. And therefore, that's why the Kayim wouldn't be able to eat, and that's why the Nazir would be a Nazir every day, because of the possibility of Achishan. Just while we're here, I'll throw in the, the word we've said in the past, but it's a, a cute twist. L'Chayra, it, sound, it, it sounds a little funny. It should say, if, was the, why it sounds like the Itoy, the correct time, is when you're Loizot. Why Hashem knows, right? The time, you know, there's an if we're Zoicha, it's going to come not in the right time. And there's a right time for it to come, which is, we'll get to if we're not Zoicha. That sounds backwards. It should be, Be'itoi is if you're Zoicha, that will be the right time. And, and that's how it should be. If in love, I'll delay it until the last possible second, and then Hashem will bring it. So, we know that the whole purpose of the creation of the world was to bring out, to give a, a mokham, to bring out the yachtas of Hashem. And, and that, that contrary to everything we see within this world, as dark as it may seem, that there's, in the, the reality is that there's only one of the and he runs everything, and when he's going to be a vato, all the ra, as terrible as that seems, and as overwhelming as it looks like, the ra is always taking over. And Hashem goes, no, I'm the boss. And... Is mavatulit lagamri, so that will be a tremendous iskandus of the yachtus of Hashem, that he's the boss of everything. So the itoi, what we would like is to situation, what, what klabi Hashem, klabi the purpose of the world, the best way would be is that it should reach the nadir, it should be terrible, and it should be loizachu. Klaiso has no schusin, the world has no schusin, evil is rampant and rampaging everywhere, and then Hashem comes in the skala. Hashem says, that's what it should be. If you're Zochu, what are we going to do? 
We're not going to be able to let it get to that point. Because the other Tzvassan, and you see it, sort of, you brought into yourself that reality before it, having to see it, so then we'll bring the Mashiach before. But the Itai is the other Okay, nice, cute part. There's a, a Medrash Agoda that makes a mushroom. Meshach makes a mushroom like this. It says that Klal Yisrael, when they were, I'm not sure why, it's, it's on the words in this week's parasha, um, I'm not sure why that's where it is, but um, I have to see, I don't have a Meshach at home, so I, I don't see the Hemshech of, of how it eventually ties it back into the Apostle, but the Meshach says that's follows. It says, there's a Meshach, there's a king, who has a daughter, who did something terrible. So he sends her out, he says, you don't deserve to be in the palace, you're going to go pick, I don't know, uh, go out into the fields and work in the fields with all the slaves that we have working in the fields. So she's out there and the slaves, working with the slaves. And from the dirt and grime and sun and everything, she, she becomes dark the same way that they are. And they all look at her and they say, yeah, you, us, we're all the same. And she protests, but no one believes her. No, the king's daughter, really. So, but then the king investigates, and he finds out that the charges were false. The thing that she was accused of doing, she didn't do. And he brings her back to the palace, and he makes her even closer than they ever were before. And he confides in her more than he did. He feels terrible that he spent, made her spend weeks out in the field and for, for a light of her. So he brings her even closer than she was before. So the, uh, one day the servants from outside are inside. They see her sitting there. It's, it's still soon after this thing. She's still dark. They say, Austin, you were the same. What are you doing here? Why are you sitting on the throne? So she says, by me, I'm going to go take a bath and I'll scrub myself a little bit, a little bit of time, and this is all going to fade. So by you, that's the way you are. It's not, uh, there's no use scrubbing. It's not going to change anything. So then the message continues and it says, Kach it says, the, the Pasuk is quoting Shem, it says, I am black, but I am beautiful. Um, so it says, which one is it? What are you saying? You're blackened or you're beautiful? So it says, no, I'm blackened when I did the Maise Ego. I'm beautiful with the Maise Yam. I'm, be- I'm blackened with my Maise, but I'm beautiful with the Maise with the Ovis. So that's how it starts off. You know, it's, that it's true, we have certain things that would be negatives, but we have counterbalancing positives. Then, the Medjish seems to trans and starts going within things itself. It says, Shokhar ani al-hayam, but no ani al-hayam. I, I, I'm, I'm black in, in my maizim of the yam, because we went with Pesamich into the yamsim. And, but, I'm beautiful in the yam, because we sang shira. And, and, and it, it goes through, within each thing, it says a good and a bad. So, so, I think that you can ask a question on the Medrash. L'chayra, why does the Medrash set up the case with a false acquisition, uh, uh, accusation? L'chayra, that's not what happened with Klaus. The things we did wrong, we did wrong. Um, it's just, the, the, the other part of the Medrash, that it's not inherent to us, that part is true. But what, what, is, what is this business about that he accused her falsely and then he brought her closer? Where, where is that in the Nimshah? So I think that Again, we, we see within what the Medrash is saying is that there's two different zakhim. Number one is that, the, the, as the Medrash starts with Nimshal, it says, you should know that by Klal Yisrael, Averis are not inherent to our nature. We're B'nai Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, 
And although we sometimes become blackened by circumstances, we, we, uh, we don't look as great as we could based on the circumstance that we find ourselves in. But that's only on the outside. It's only the circumstances. However, when, when um, if, if we go to the panemius of what a yid is, so it's not that way. And it's very important for every yid to know that that's the way it is. That all the other stuff is a detour. But you, you, you can't define yourself by your worst moments. And you can't define yourself by the mistakes that you've made. You have to understand that we are Kedoshim. And uh, 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 there's a beautiful word, it's not on this expression, but it says, Kedoshim to you. So the Rashi brings down there, Yoho Kumaini, Talmud Laimar, Talmud Laimar, Right. I'm holy, different than you're holy. So they say, they say, Jerusalem, like this. They say, it says, Kedoshim to you. The Pasuk says, you should be holy. If you ask yourself, Yachol Kamani, do you think that someone like me could be holy? That's a natural feeling that everyone has. What do you mean I should be holy? I'm a regular guy. Talmud Loimer, teach yourself to say, no, I'm not regular. I'm Haley. Say it every day and say it every day a hundred times. hundred one times. I am Haley. I am Haley. And I'm Haley. You say, oh, but look at the way you're acting. I know. And I'm so Haley, it doesn't possibly act like that. So I'm going to stop doing it. Yeah, but you said that yesterday. You didn't stop. I know, but I'm holy. So. It's not going to be cash, so let me stop. And every time the answer tells you, no, so look what an iceberg you are. Yeah, Taka, I'm asking. Look how holy I am. And this is what I'm doing. I better stop. But never to allow yourself to think that you're stopping holy. You have a hailing in the Shama inside. I mean, and you have to know it. So that's the first part of the Medrash. The Medrash is telling us that it's true. By the ego, we don't look good. But we come from the Avais. And that's, and that's the end of the marshal there. When the people come and they say, you and us are the same. And the princess says, no, no, no. This I can wipe off. You can't wipe it off. By you, it's who you are by me. It's just on me. It's not who I am. But this is the first part. There's a deeper thing. And that's what the Medrash goes weiter. And the Medrash says, not only is it that we have good to counteract the bad, that our atmis is good. Even our bad comes from our good. It says that Kleisol gave willingly to the ego. Do you know why we gave willingly to the ego? Because we're such good people. We have within us the desire to give for important things. To give for the Mishka. It got channeled for a time into something negative. But, Hogufa, when I see that, I see how wonderful I am. When I see the ability, my dedication to Shtusim, when a person is sitting there and he's jumping up and down because his team scored a touchdown, he has to realize, look what I have in me. I have this passion, this energy. Wow! Imagine what I'm going to be able to do when I turn that to Torah. And that's what the Medrash is saying, the first part, that it's a wrong accusation. Because when you say on Yid, not only that Avram is going to have a good, when you look at what he does wrong, and you say, see, but you're bad. Nine. That's the riot that I'm amazing. 
I'm not a lump on a log that does nothing. I have gewaltige gekoiches in me. And I have drives. And I'm going to matter. I'm going to make a difference. I'm either going to destroy the world because I don't channel it right or I'm going to build the world. Right? And all the, the most terrible things have come from Yiddin who went off the death. Because they have amazingly in them. The engine is tremendously powerful. And that's all good. And therefore, it's hogufa, it's so to speak, the averis that bring, when we turn it right, it's that same koyach that's going to bring us close to Dark Kodesh Baruch Hu. And that's the point of that part of the Medjish. And it's very important, we have to realize it ourselves, and our fathers, parents, and our children, there's no such thing as a bad mida. If your kid is a stubborn mule, and will not listen to, and can sit there for, and you put him in his room, and he'll stay in the room for two weeks until you give up. And think, okay, forget it. This part is done. And pull him out. You have to realize that when he does that, it's a hurry. He's going to be an unstoppable force. When he sits down and says, I'm going to get this piece of Gemara. And no one in the world is going to stop me. He's right. No one in the world is going to stop him. You happen to be on the very annoying end of that meeting right now. And it's a pain in the neck for you to have to deal with Bechaz Hashem to break that mitzvah. You don't want to break his stubbornness. You want to turn his stubbornness to an Aziz to Kedusha where no one can move him from doing the right thing. There's some very wishy-washy people in this world. The kid who says, I'm going to do this. He's going to punish you. Okay, I'm not doing it. And what do you think is going to happen when he says, okay, and I'm going to learn shots. They say, nah, you can't learn shots. Okay, you're right. I can't learn shots. It's the same thing. Right, when you have that kid who won't shut his mouth and he talks to every single person who comes in and he embarrasses you all the time because he, he doesn't know his place. You have to look at that and say, that's a, that's a gold bond. You know what mashpia this guy is going to be? He has, he has no busha. He's able to say what needs to be said. He's able to connect to people. He has a person that's about it. Some very shy people that can't get themselves to deal with anyone. No, you think Right? A person... Who comes is outgoing. A, a leader. You know how annoying it is to deal with a leader when he's a Talmud in your class? You want to you shut the guy down. But you have to realize, no, he's a leader. He's going to become grace in Israel. If we can get him to just put it in the right place. He has to be in control of his leaders. But you don't want to have to be sure with the Midas because that's not what we're trying to do. The Midas are there, the Halik, they're important, they're Kodesh, they're Gavalda. And again, it's sometimes even easier to do it to your kids. It's hard, it's very hard to do it to your children. It's very, very hard. But it's even hard to do it to yourself. To look at the areas where we feel that we're not just failing, not just not living up to our potential, but where we do things, we have Midas that are causing us to do things self defeating and defeating to others. And to recognize that it's not the Mida is not the problem. We spoke about this uh, a while ago, right? That Yaakov Avinu was an Oyen Keser, as Rav Zoktrev Sadik. He had a Chemdas Amamoy. How does Rav Zoktrev know? Where does it say in Chazal? Because we find that Yaakov Avinu was the most, the person who had the greatest Chashivas for the Ruchni Yisamani. And where do you get that from if not from having the Mida of Chemdas Amamoy in you and channeling Latoy? Aram Avinu was the biggest Balchester because he was a massive Baltaifa. And he understood what a good stake is. And how much a person wants it. And he gave it to other people. He focused it outwards instead of it. And himself, he focused that Taifa and gave it out to other people. Aram could have looked at himself every time. He was supposed to say, 
Because what's with me? I'm a sugar. I can't piece of meat without wanting it. Instead he said, oh, that's a shemak mistake. Would you like it? And he channeled that to become not just no, no, it won't be so bad. No, it becomes a source of greatness. And that's why we have to look at these things. We have to understand that about ourselves. That's the way it is. We'll end off with this. It's really a, a long shtickle, but um, uh, we'll, we'll try to be makatsa a little bit. As mm-hmm. a this week's part, uh, by us here, Medjishaba, we spoke, I believe, it, maybe it was Pashtuma, I know for sure we spoke about it. Shavuos, um, uh, I think it was two years ago, Shavuos, that we spoke about it. Maybe re mentioned it again. <clears throat> the manager says that Marshal of the Mishkan, Omar Daim is a king who has a single daughter who is very attached to. And all the people are coming, the suitors are coming to try to win her hand in marriage. And uh, the king rejects them all. And finally someone comes and there's nothing to reject about him. So, uh, good, they're going to get married. And he stays for Shevrachas, he stays uh, for some parties afterwards, and eventually he has to go back home. And the king tells him, uh, look, um, I can't be already part of my daughter. I'm going with you. All I'm willing to give up my whole kingdom. Just, I ask that you set aside one room in your palace, wherever you're going to be. That'll be my embassy. That's where I'll be king. And that place I'm king, and the rest you can have. So, ka When Moshe came out together from Har Sinai, so the major says, it's Kaddish Prophet, Nimchar Imoy. That's what Hashem says. I'm sold with the Torah. I, we come as a package deal. I'm, all I'm asking, I give up the whole Shemayim and everything. All I'm asking is that, is that you make um, one room for me, make me the Mishkan, and in that place, it's Kulu La Hashem, and then you'll be king wherever else, any place else. So what's the Mechara, what's the Nimshal, what does that even mean? What does it mean? Hashem is sold with the Torah, what does it mean? He gives up the Torah. So we said, it says, Loi It's really later on in the Medrash. Um, next piece in the Medrash. Loi Bashemayim. He turns down in Shemayim. And then Rashi brings down. If it was, you'd have to go up and get it. So it's a joke. You can't go up to Shemayim. No matter how big a ladder you make, you're not getting to Shemayim. So we, we mentioned then that it, what Lechariah means is there were people who went up to Shemayim. Like it says, Moshe was all Lamar. Vino had the Torah before it was given. It means that before you would get the Torah, you had to be a tremendous Kaddish already. And then the Torah would come into you, and you'd have the Torah. And what that guarantees is that the Torah does not get abused, and the Torah is done on HaKaddish Baruch Hu's terms. Because you can't get it unless you first make yourself into that sort of person. What Moshe accomplished when he was Yerud the Torah, is that a person can learn Torah without, without serving Hashem Prat, can connect to Torah, even before he has made himself into a Kaddish. It's now Torah Ba'aretz. And so to speak, we can be a Melech, it means doing our own thing, not Hashem's thing, and be married to the Torah, and still have the Torah, still have a relationship with the Torah. And, and Hashem is, therefore has to now say, let there be one place where it's not that, where it's not you doing your own thing with some Torah mixed in, but that it's Kula Hashem. There should be such a concept of Kula Hashem. Lamaisa, they, they point out that there's a sefer, Shal's Chuv Samudei R. It's from Yaakov Hiller. He says that here in this Medrash, it, it says that um, the Torah and Klaeso are considered to be married to each other. That's what makes the Dimin married. 
But there's a Chazal, Chazal tell us, it says, my Rosha Kiyos Yaakov, I'll take my Rosha, I'll take my Rosha. What we would call, again, it's not Ramesh Halak, but it's we would call engaged. That the Torah is engaged to us, but that it's, that it's still really in the Rosh, engaged means that it's still, under the level of Erison, it's still in the Roshus of the Father, which would be HaKadosh Baruch in this case. We have access to it, we have certain rights to it, but it's not our wife. Uh, once you marry the girl, she's completely cut off from her father. There's no shaykhs there anymore. Uh, there's a relationship, but, but it's not halachically, he has no bias over her anymore. There's no authority over her. So he says, which is it? So he wants to say something which we mentioned, I believe it was last week. Right? The, the, it says in Tehillim that um, the, the, uh, when a person starts learning Torah, in the first couple of Tehillim, so then it's the Torah Yaga Yamulayla, and then, uh, I'm sorry, so the Gemara in, in I believe it's Mac, it says, it says, and then it says, in his own Torah, no, it's in Hyrus, it's in his own Torah, he's Yaga Yoman Valayla. So whose Torah is it? So it says, before he started, before he attached himself to it, so it's Akash Barthus Torah. But when he works at it, and his yagag by Yom it becomes his own Torah. And to the point that we hold because it belongs to him, the Torah. That's, so that's, he says, says Rav Hiller, that is the marriage stage, when a person is, is, if he throws himself completely to the Torah, the level of Mishkan, when he makes this, how is that area where it's Kulay Hashem, that would be called a marriage. Mash'en um, when a person is not yet holding on that level, so that's Mu'urasa. So with that, he wants to answer Shvera uh, Gemara in the Rami Barbar Chama Gemaras in Baba Basra. So the, one of the mice is there. It says that he went to, it was taken by RV to, uh, to Haram Bayez. And he heard a uh, bas call saying, And I'll take them out of Golis. Another that we should be in Golis. And who can be made for the nether and take us out of Golis? So he came back to, and told the story over to the Chazal, the Chachamim and the Yeshiva, and they said, you should have said, I'll be made for the nether. So, so the, the, the Mephoshim asked on the Gemara, two, they asked a bunch of questions, but basically two. And they're, they're both built on the same thing. The halacha is, there's two different things. There's Hattaris Nadarim and Hattaris Nadarim. Hattaris Nadarim is what a Chacham does for a regular person. If you made a nether, and there's a Pasach, there's a Haroto that would have been there from the beginning, whatever the rules are, so he's not your nether. A husband, if he hears his wife make a nether, that affects him, not that it affects her, that affects him, so he's allowed to be made for a nidroi, he cancels it. That's not a Tars that's a Fars it's a, it's a perfectly good nether, but he just cancels out the nether. That could only be done by a husband, it can't be done by a chacham. The Gemara says that if a, if a chacham says, I'm made for your nether, it's nothing. If a husband says, I'm not there, my wife's nether, that's nothing. Husbands do hafara and, and, and chachamim do hatara. So why should, why did the Basque say, who will be made for Nidri, first of all? And why did they tell Yushu that I'll be made for your nether? At best, he could have said, I'll be mat to your nether. He would have been coming out of Chacham, he could be mat to the nether. Additional to that, they say, the rule is that if someone makes a nether, that affects a certain Chacham, that Chacham can't be Matar's nether because he's affected by the nether himself. So if we're in Golos, and Roman Barbar is in Golos too, he can't be Matar the nether. 
Dr. Hiller, this part, that if you're just an Arusa, Rosa, so then it's taco, the only way to do to be matted the nether, since it's Hashem, the Torah is still Hashem's, so you know, it's not your wife, so then you would have to be, you would have to be, what's it called? You would have to be matter nether, and you can't do it, because since the goal affects us. But, if, the, if you're on the level of being a husband of the Torah, and it's the word in Golas, because of Obonia Shal Torah, that's why those two things go together. That's why you're in Golas. So therefore, be made for Nidri. And they told him, you should have said, because that's your Madriga. And he was, another, he didn't hold that he's standing on the level of being made for Nidri. And he, if he's made for Nidri, so other, that's exactly because it affects him. And the goal is the next ability to learn the term and be together with his wife in the way he's supposed to be. That's why he would have the ability to be made for Nidra. Oh, okay. I'm coming.